everybody and welcome today this is Tevo creative leadership and mentoring leadership training and while we're training God is always training me and he has been I never get to escape any kind of leadership comment that I make and just say oh it's for everybody else no I got to work on myself and a lot so that's what I'm doing right now I especially feel it's very important to get this done all of us you know whoever feels this really for the for the God to really resurrect he really wants to resurrect a lot of people when I teach from our point of view over here in this Christian ministry we teach you know we give submitted selahs to Christian ministers all other faiths are welcome and valued but we're giving our word of the Lord from the Lord as we see it to the Christian minister but we're giving it cross-body we're doing it cross Caucasian African Latin you name it all kinds white everybody but all their different kinds of subcultures within the Christian community and our main words are given to those who believe the Bible God's holy book so what I say is knowing that out there are many people who believe different things some believe in tongues some do and different styles and means of representation Christ that's fine some formal some not I'm not a stickler for formality but I am a stickler for respect against bias just being yourself and trying to everyone hear God for the sake of the community so our goal is to well our mentoring to me personally has been about Apostle Paul in community the Ephesians 4 chapter so I preach or I teach from that point of view and thinking you know we want to make the real focus of the church to make everyone welcome everyone feel respected visitors long-term people and not make it celebrity or that you have a lot of hoops to jump through just to be accepted even respected by some of these people I think they're back under the law so when we look at the body of Christ we we're going to avoid Phariseeism Phariseeism was in the New Testament day Jesus time the old move it had come over with the remnant there were a few from the Old Testament that were pure but a lot of them history says that came out in Jesus day in the Pharisee movements were the legalistic old-fashioned old-timey law and they were the hireling priesthood with the remnant of Esau heritage Edomites that was back in when I Obadiah the prophet the Old Testament prophet warned God's people the leaders of the the wrong kind of remnant infiltrating the priesthood and so the historians say by the time the culture of God's leaders in the Old Testament day morphed and twisted and made their choices some of them pure pure-hearted some of them not that when Jesus Christ was sent to the earth in an epic paradigm shift magna shift then he had to deal with the old system the old timey system but they were Edomite hireling priesthood with only a few chosen remnant such as Zacharias the father of John the Baptist who is a priest an honorable priest also Herod King Herod that murdered all the babies when he was scared he was rivalrous thought Jesus was gonna come over and take his power he was an Edomite about money so there is something definitely in the systems of Phariseeism accusation and in modern day today same thing money mammon so it's not about mammon 
owning mammon, it's mammon owning us or slipping into turf protecting because we think we're so righteous, but it's really about the love of mammon, making money or mammon, so that's it. So when I teach cross-body unity, we're trying to teach from that point of view that everybody needs to hear. This is not Old Testament. This is New Testament first church trying to figure out where it is. What's it going to be in the future church? That's my turf. So I believe that because of the legalism, Phariseeism of the last 80s, 90s, 2000, whatever move that's going on certain kinds, only certain kinds, but all across our country, we have a lot of people who are confused at the grassroots level big time, even big ministries, small, about covering. Who are you under? Are you submitted? Are you legalistic? Are you a church hopper? Are you, you know, we're watching you. See, that's it. They're watching the business of everybody, just like the Old Testament Pharisee law. And then with that, a company is usually turf protecting, self-righteous. Oh, yeah, we come down from the train our country law from the hills maybe Jezebel spying mama daddy said that's the way we do it well then they don't know they haven't really gotten pure-hearted because they have to go through the Bible and read about first church not passed down heritage good ideas and accepted tolerating doctrine faith-filled doctrine all right we got to hear God for ourselves so we go back I'm going back and everyone has their right. They need to have their right to hear God for themselves, no matter who says it, including myself. If I say it, I'm submitting it. Not as hardcore doctrine, but with your right to be a noble Berean and see if it's really in the Bible. The reason is, I'm going back to how I've been mentored. I was mentored first by parents that were pastors and leaders, you know, scholars, that you hear God, that you have to really make sure you're listening to God and see if it's in the Bible. They didn't say it, but they did it, and that's how I grew up. They weren't under the law either, none of that country finger pointing law. So then the next thing is in the last 15, several years, Lord has really used Apostle Paul and his figure, his life, his what he went through. He was demeaned a lot. And his mentoring through the scriptures to mentor me and what I see is that even though we have a lot of great wonderful representations of Christianity today in ministry a lot of success a lot of show a lot of fanfare and a lot of good fruit worship and you know a lot of pure-hearted people in the grassroots of all colors there's still this confusion and misogyny and bias and faking it till you make it in the wannabe whatever products of this last move and the last many moves everyone you know the bible teaches us that when jesus came that the gospel the good news was entrusted to paul and barnabas or somebody like that they were the, you can look it up the ignorant and untrained men god entrusted jesus entrusted the bible to the ignorant ignorant and untrained men they were quality. They were just ignorant and untrained. And so my thing is we're all ignorant. We can all be ignorant. We've all been ignorant somewhere and we still will. But God doesn't want us to stay that way. And that's what I'm teaching. He doesn't want you to stay ignorant and under the law. So if I go back to pull out Paul in the middle of all the last, let's say, charismatic circuses that are around the world and shaking the world and not always in a healthy 
healthy, holy way. Let's look at Apostle Paul to start again. And, for, and I'm not saying you got to do it. I'm not saying it because I'm white. I'm saying this has got to be all colors. Nobody owns this move. I don't. I'm just repeating what Apostle Paul said. And I really am a white put on this mission, I think. The apostolic mission, God chose a white earth suit for me to put me in a handcrafted earth suit as a female for this move to shock and stir up and provoke the good old boy system. Really, they can't handle it. They can hardly handle it. I wasn't raised around my daddy wasn't a good old boy, a good old person. So I have a real energy for Africa and for his, all the internationals. I just have a global concept. I live thinking everyone's equal. And I do believe that turf-protecting spirit is the, and the opposite of my nature and Apostle Paul. So because of the lack of skill in relationships, the lack of knowledge and humility, the lack of just knowing what First Church is, for the sake of the children and the future of a church, the church, churches, I just feel impressed strongly to encourage those that are noble Bereans to study the doctrines, to pick apart what you're saying, they're saying, I'm saying, and then hear God for yourself. We can disagree. We need to plan to disagree respectfully. That's part of it because having people not all on the same, agree about everything, Nobody will, but it's also can be, should be healthy, a checks and balances system for finding out the truth, winnowing, sifting, always call, making us go to God, you know, grow stronger. However, Paul, let's look at Apostle Paul, first church. Apostle Paul was the Christian God used to write two-thirds of the New Testament, yet he wasn't under the law. He had been a Pharisee of the great nth proportion before God, Holy Spirit, knocked him off his horse. He had a relationship, revelation of the Lord, the Most High God, and he changed forever. And he got off his high horse, quit looking everybody's business, and he fell in love with the Lord and wrote, after being with the Lord, when the first church 12 apostles, handpicked, mentored personally by Christ Jesus for three years. Paul wasn't in that group. So he had been the persecutor, the, you know, anti-Christian. And they, when he got saved miraculously and he got, you know, on fire for the Lord, loved the Lord Jesus Christ. He went to try to co-labor with them in the church of Jerusalem. Well, they did. They were confused. They didn't know what to do with him. They just didn't like him. Something about his, his reputation, maybe, or maybe his energy. Because, see, I know now, I found out that if you're a different move, a different part of God's move, they're still equal, then you can have a different energy than the, than the crowd in place. And when you are part of the new move coming up, the maverick, you are the maverick because they don't understand you. They're set. They get all set and legalistic in their ways. And their consciences are not open because they're set under the law or tradition. Just teaching. All right, we can learn not to do that. I've learned not to do that. So I grow. I want to pick what's good, healthy from every move of God, all colors. We need to get ready for heaven.
Thank God for the great moves that are not like me, that have more structure, that are more whatever, this, that, and the other, because I can learn from the good qualities, also the nature of their fruit, the remaining fruit of how respectful they are, how humble, how giant they are, how amazing they are. They're not mean, or some of them are mean. So this is why we have to look at different levels and be mature. It's time to choose to grow up. So if I look at Apostle Paul as my mentor, he was over in Asia Minor, Turkey, not America, not Britain. He was not white. He was Middle Eastern like Jesus. He was in a trade route with Africa and Asians coming through all the time, Romans and centurions. And, you know, I look at all this, the culture in which the context of first church was. I realize also because there's so much hierarchy, so much potentates in certain styles, so much everybody's devout follower of I'm for Apollos, famous prophet, famous bishop, so-and-so, that it's not even biblical. And I think now I know why God, because I've been around some cults, people have gotten into the even the, they don't even know it there's a false reality that you know now we've made it now we follow the famous person we're devout to them and we got to shake that down why because I found out why <laughs> they get their cults that everybody's watching to see if you're obeying their kind of rules which could be false or true and then they have their new Phariseeism within the cult or within the type of famous group whatever I'm not putting them down, they just didn't know, but a lot of them get their own law to the law, Old Testament, or their new law handed down by the famous so-and-so. All right. So I looked at why, when I got called years ago, I found out at 90s, in a small rural area, that people watched people, a mean spirit in ministry watched people and called them church hoppers. That's not Baptist, Not it's not black. It's not vineyard that are tongue talk. It is just this group. And I thought, man, I've never heard that. And so I realized, I, I've logically wondered about this through the years, through the decade. I thought, why is it a sin in their eyes? Why is it a sin to go to more than one church? Do they want to own them? Do they want to have their money? That's turf protecting. It's a critical spirit. I don't look at that and find that in the Bible, in Paul or Jesus. It accuses people for trying to go, It's because it's they don't know their Bible. Apostle Paul mentored me. He says, there are four doctrines for this group. Four doctrines in Ephesians 4. First of all, we're all supposed to walk in meekness and lowliness and long-suffering from the leader to the lay. Ephesians 4 to keep unity. Then Paul gives four doctrines, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of us all, which are the common doctrine for every leader to train on so that we can have community, diversity, and then all the other teachings in the Bible that are not common doctrine. Each person is supposed to be mature enough and healthy enough to go to God and obey them on their own, but not be legalistically accused if they don't or fall off the wagon. They could be mentored, 
if they have signed up to be under an apostle, let's say, or a church, and they fall off the wagon if some have some kind of moral failure, then because they've signed on, that is the business technically of the leadership to one-to-one -one Matthew 18, Galatians 6, 1, confront them respectfully, and then if maturely correct them or whatever. However, there is no policy in the Bible, in the New Testament says, they're not in my church, but it's my business. God appointed us to be the apostles in the gates of the city to keep watch on every other. That is a snare, and I've been around that. That's how I found it. I would not have known this had I not been led by the Holy Spirit through the years to the dark side of some of this leadership that causes a lot of accusation, friendly fire from such turn away commanded fellowships by Paul in 2 Timothy 1 through 3. You can't trust them. I really admonish they can be very gifted, but not trustworthy. And I'll be honest, I lost my ability to trust certain these kinds. I have I cannot I do not trust because of gossip. Really is gossip. I am so not a gossip. I'm so upfront. If you think I've got issues and you think you're the gate in the gates of the city that God has appointed you over me and you don't know me. <laughs> you've never asked, you've never been in, talked to me. You've only looked at me and diagnosed me, which is huge, 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 too big in America. A lot. It is bad, big and small. Then that autonomy is false. That religious rightness is false. It is false and we're correcting it. So busybodiness, oh, to me, to me, the worst thing, the worst nightmare is being busybodied about and never confronted. And I'm one that confronts. Very peaceable, easily entreated, very don't need to be right, not under the law, James 3.17. That's what I teach, to clean it up. Let's just clean it up. So Apostle Paul says he mentors all of us. There are four doctrines that it means that if you you have to believe them. You have to believe the four doctrines if to be a real Christian. Whether you go to church or not, that's not it. Whether you have a Sunday school class you attend or not, not a bit. No, it's the four doctrines. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of us all. Those mean that you can check. Are you sitting under a false prophet, a true prophet, a free pastor, a few business, you know, is this a true Christian or not? They have to believe. Now, this is my submitted sila. It looks with great evidence. They have to believe one Lord Jesus Christ is the only way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father by him. They have to know, all right, one faith, the Christian faith is the way. Fraternity, one baptism, baptism of water like Jesus was, and then one God, the Father of us all. He's global. He loves different kinds of colors and nations, right? Everything else, there are a whole lot of lists. Jude, Romans, oh, you name it, there's tons of things. In Ephesians and Hebrews, there's tons of rules. However, God and you, if you're a real Christian, you have to know you're accountable to the Lord, but he also loves you with great grace and compassion. Don't be greasy grace, licentious or goofy, flaky, but he watches you privately like he watches me privately. 
And he'll deal with you about certain besetting sins, things that are always your, you know, on, you know, a little bit of an addiction here or failure there that you repeat. So we all have that. So God put it so that we would know nobody would own anybody. And Paul confirms that. No systems. Once you get a system, you get Phariseeism, accusation. It's all tied with money. Making it big, tied with money. Okay? So Paul gives escape clauses. The friendly fire fellowships from such turn away if they have bad fruit. Because it really is going to affect your spirit, your family. A lack of love, and they're not humble. 2 Timothy 3, 1-5, 1 Timothy 6, 5. Now, Paul mentors freedom. His freedom he gave the saints back in the first church. He said, he said for you to work out your own salvation in fear and trembling, a command. Don't leave it to somebody else, not somebody else. It's not their responsibility. It's not your daddy's business or the famous person's business. It's your business. Because Paul now is called a famous person. We look at him now as a famous person when back then he was looked down on. He was looked down on by the first 12 apostles right away because they had been, they were the elite of the day. They knew they were right. They were handpicked by Jesus and they were mentored right under him for three years. This is how they're doing out here. It really is. It's big. No insight. There might be another move of God or that compliment, never competing, com complimenting and adding in the filling in the gaps. That's me. I'm a fill in the gaps person. Stir up thought, make some rankled that, ha you know, but I'm really, I'm not one that hides and is catty or backbiting or misogynist or women, man hate or whatever. I'm not, I'm to your face what I am. I'm just even more peaceable in real life. <laughs> All right. It's relationship respect. I guess I was trained to respect people from my mom and daddy's knee. I don't have any guilty conscience either. I don't. If anybody thought I did, everybody just knew I did the same good old boy, proud culture. Nobody asked me about it. That's why I'm up front to save the rest. You know, we're supposed to be like relatives. We're supposed to be like relatives in the body of Christ. So that's why I think community is like that. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That means humility. Paul also commended the noble Bereans who were Jews for picking apart his doctrine. That speaks big of Paul. He wasn't so vain. He didn't take himself too seriously. He knew he was human. And he didn't want anyone else to be misled in case he made a mistake, a mega mistake or a micro mistake. So that is why the ball is in your court to work out your own salvation and hear from God. Part of working out your salvation is not to be stupid or a fool. That may also mean that you do need to know you need other people to be accountable to, to speak into your life, to give you advice, to pray for you, watch you and cover you with prayer. I'm not under covering, but I always want more prayer covering and I believe in getting advice. I believe in being accountable. I just don't believe in being controlled and right now I have been through too much control with this country all wise type 
law, I have a fear of, not a real fear, but a, I really don't trust that spirit on them to not want to take me over and micromanage me because they have never been loosed from their false teaching. Really, it's amazing. So, um, that doesn't mean we don't forgive them. That means we just are smart. It is a spirit. It is a spirit. Um, so Apostle Paul's a great healthy mentor. I love the fact he's freedom in Christ. I'm also Galatians 1, 1 and 2 like Paul. I like, because I am, I know this is not the norm for a female, but I, I think human. I've always been treated like a human by my parents and then a lady, of course, but human doctrine, males and females equal, all colors. All right. Nobody has to be perfect or right. Just, I submit the sila about this. I've taught, because of the good old boys, the good old persons, I have researched males and females. Authority, that's why I teach on it, because they're not teaching it. I researched Adam and Eve, chain of command, covering, Jezebels, witches, because I've been accused by that one culture only. And I realized, whatever they accuse a lot of people of, include myself, this myself, they're doing it. <laughs> That's what Pharisees do, hypocrites. They don't know it. And I'm not putting them down, not putting you down. But you got to know your doctrine, your teaching, you're doing some false teaching, passing along. All right. We love good teachings they can do. And you can, see, this is it. A lot of people through the years, you know, the cultures of ministers, especially small ministers, will sit and, and the people at the grassroots will say, what is the fault? You know, they're a false teacher. They're a false prophet. Yeah, I heard so-and-so on TV was a false prophet. I heard this. There's this big, you know, big deal about, you know, big juicy deal to get whose name a false prophet really accuse them. Once they accuse anybody with that frown, you know, they got false doctrine. They're Pharisees. That's how you spy a Pharisee. I always wonder, people who name all these people, accuse them of being false doctrine, accuse me of this, accuse me of being false, whatever they've done, this kind, the white kind. All right. Have you ever confronted them like Matthew and submitted humbly to Matthew 18.15 and uh, Galatians 6.1? Nobody's ever confronted me, and I'm right here. You know, I've confronted other people. I have in my life. I don't. I don't avoid God's whole counsel. Also, if you think they're a Jezebel, let me teach you. The Bible teaches in Second Revelation 2, Church of Thyatira. He talks, and all the Jezebel spires, men and women, never know. They don't teach it correctly. I studied it because I'm not going to be swallowing rumors and whatever you call it, <laughs> pass down lore. All right. Church of Thyatira, the God rebukes somebody. Who does he rebuke? He rebukes the leader of the lampstand, the head preacher. He says, you have a dominating false teacher named Jezebel, who happens to be a woman. She's teaching all sorts of untruths and you are tolerating her. Why haven't you confronted Jezebel? And see, this is it. When I've dealt with, well, the spirit like this of accusation with no confrontation, hiding, manipulating, builds distrust, I can't trust you. What that 
historically, the Jezebel in the Old Testament in Elijah's day came to block the move of God in the prophetic sense. The Holy Spirit moves, so the Jezebel spirit comes to block the prophet. This spirit, my nemesis of my lifelong, not my daddy, not from a black person, not from any Baptist, Vineyard, Catholic, anybody except one kind whelp, Western European Levitical Patriarchism, Overseer Shepherding, as in good old boy ministry, be they sophisticated country club or down in the rank gossiping in the fields. <laughs> it has been the most, it has been the Alexander Coppersmith that did me great harm. So I teach on it because I think I'm not a fool. I'm not a, I'm not a weak-willed wuss like that pastor, the male pastor in Church of Thyatira. No, I confront it. So that's why I'm doing training it. My call is to deliver it from itself, from deliver it from its theology, the Christian theology, get rid of it. Let's have a pure hearted move of God. So when I think of many things because of this, I look at my heart, you know, and look at the fruit it, that remains. I was thinking, what is this picture that you can't go to one, but one church? And it's, it's embedded. If anything, that is the big deal. Now, I believe that the, the first church says they went from house to house. Now I know why. If they settled in at one house, they'd get stuck on themselves. They'd think they know it all. The crowd that came would start to get settled in and contented and encased in the one kind of teaching they would not they'd suspect they'd be you know critical of everybody else who's in the other house just like now so i believe instead this is my many decades of thought in this paradigm shift i believe that there will be there always will be a different kinds of styles and groups some will be mega some micro some black some white some all colors i'm for all colors frankly together some will have more worship some will have less some will have more zeal some will be more contemplative some will be like this some will be more servant whatever i can't make this you know in other words i'm presenting this as a thought so what if we say that it's one body, one organism. This is like one family, but because nobody can fit in to one house or one, and nobody will want to go to the same style, you don't need certain styles, you need other styles. Then let Holy Spirit lead you by the Spirit to where He wants you to go. You serve there, plug in for His reasons and His seasons, and when it's time to go, you go. If he doesn't say go, you don't go. If the, you, you're getting upset and it's your fault or you just are complainers, don't go. However, if and when it is a friendly fire fellowship and you've prayed, you've tried, you've forgiven, they're ruining, you know, they're just something really nasty, then Paul says you're, you get to go. You get a pass. Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5, and I have. So I believe instead there may be even movements that are friendly fire. And what I really want is the whole body. I believe, I know God wants the whole body and to forgive everybody. And I do. Mine is, if I meet a whelp, the smug of the whelp, there is this thing like, 
You haven't forgiven Teva. You haven't forgiven us. I have. Here's the principle. You can for, you forgive you should forgive them. But if you're a prophet, an office, an apostle to train moves of God, and you're not a novice, I was sent out at 24, 45 years ago to teach, to study for now. And I learned about forgiveness, and I have forgiven. But the principle is, if it's a movement that keeps on doing it and, and complains about itself, it's it's hurting God's people many times. It's hurting the move of God. It's withstanding it because it's seeing evil, calling evil good, good evil, like Isaiah 1 through 10. Then you confront it. You openly correct it. You reprove it. And I have. However, there's always a person or so that has never gotten that teaching, what I, you know, how I explain it, so that I want people to know that this is more like, not sweet baby Jesus, I'm respectful, I'm not mad, but it's reproving grown-up Jesus, tossing over the mammon-centric, legalistic tables of fault-finders, that's all, for the sake of the new move of God, his move, not mine, not yours, not one kind of church. It would be wonderful. It would be great if a lot of people started teaching like this, getting this, so that I could say, you know, and see, here's what I've never, I've always done. I wasn't raised to be under the law. My parents were like, if, if God calls you to be a Baptist, be a Baptist. If he says, go be this, you know, whatever, it isn't the, the, the kind, it's what's in the group are, are you sent there do they have good teaching are they trustworthy are they pure so that's how I, I think of the one body not the titles of them so I thought wouldn't it be great to have everybody know this that there's no minutia at the grassroots keeping track I saw sister so and so she's not covered that brood of vipers that get together and say that to each other in ministry, the ministers. Many years ago, I had gotten, I didn't know about this doctrine. I'd gotten red flag from afar by these people. And I'm a prophet, so I know things are going, I watch. And I found out, I know many, I'd met many people, God had said to have, oh, through the years, if you see three people, three incidences or more that hurt my name or innocent people, you train on it. That's why I'm teaching on it. So I, what I did was I noticed that the Lord would lead me because I pray. It's like Ezekiel wheel, divine appointment. I just, I don't do anything. I made this experiment when I was 18. I was a Jesus person, and I'd always grown up with a family who believed in being led by the Holy Spirit and the Bible, inward witness. So when I was at college by myself, I thought, you know, I'm going to see what happens. I don't want to miss God's perfect will for my life, but I can't figure it out. I was 18. So what I did, I decided to make this choice. I said, Lord, I just want you to tell me what you want me to do every week, every month, every day, and I'll do it. And that's all I've done. And this is how this happened. It really is. So I look back, it's sort of like a um, Noah, <laughs> all these years, <laughs> all these years, and then waiting for when the rain is coming, and then it's a sign like Enoch, 
walking and talking with God, but see, I'm not tons and tons of all colors around the globe know this. There's a whole lot of Enochs out there, similar type, famous, not famous, because this is an Enoch generation. God could come and take us all away at any time. I'm not putting a date on it, but I'm saying you better be ready. All right, so there's an Enoch part of it, like, you know, walking and talking with God daily. And then there's the Ezekiel wheel. The Ezekiel wheel said, go this way, and it went that way, and the Holy Spirit go that way. All right, and I'll stop this. I won't do that. So a lot of people, you get this. A lot of people do this. It's not unique. And then it's just because I was going to call to do it. And, and, and it, it's not been simple, but it has been simple. It's like, oh, if he doesn't say do it, I don't do it. So I believe in that divine appointment ministry, and especially now. It's taught me through the years, because of the shaky world we live in, you need to train people only to go here. If the Lord's be careful, it's not safe. It's crazy. That's what's so important. So I've been living my life to practice, as an example, for how one can avoid and be protected in the middle of weird stuff all my life, you know, since I was 18, which is decades ago, a generation ago, by God's grace, because he loves us, and many people are doing it, not just me, so this is for the sake of the gospel, and when you're on the sake of the gospel, you don't please people, they don't want to know you and find out what's going, they just want to read you and accuse you and gossip, if anything, the gossips have been my night, you know, I wasn't raised around it. I wasn't raised around the law. I wasn't raised around this nanny boo boo. She does that. He does that. Which watch it. I wasn't raised. I thought if you got a bone to pick, talk to me. That's a normal thing. That's nor. I'm teaching now a bit of normal. Got to have a bit of normal in the Holy Spirit crowds. You got to have a bit of normal relationship, love, real love. All right. So I'll keep on teaching it, and right now I just do believe that we're in that new move, and God's not settling for second or third hand servanthood, and a lot of that would be gossip. We want to bless those who are good, you know, bless people anyway, forgive them, but I think only God will tell what is the future church who's allowed to take part in it. That's my thought. So I really feel comfortable with big crowds. I like mega churches. I really always have. I just didn't know within certain kinds. You would find celebrity and then you'd find the, the ones under them, the hirelings, that are doing their bidding that are the witch. It's just been some false teaching and it's occult and very, it's been the lack of relationship respect is the bottom line because I'm just a test case. I'm a litmus test for that. I must be a litmus test, and that's just part of my turf, and keeps me, my heart, pure, it's, you know, but it also makes me realize how rough it is. It's really gotten rough to be a new person and want to go visit a church in some of these Christian groups, and if you're atypical, if you don't look, if you don't have the vibe they carry, if you don't have, if you're a woman, if you're atypical, if you're a woman and have an energy of an apostle, you know, whatever, it isn't me, it's about they can't handle anything except them, their replications, in their, it seems, their, their little clones, because people are trained to conform for the sake of protecting the turf of the ministry. Protect the turf, 
We don't want to have to put that, you know, we've had a lot of weird stuff. And they have. And they're tired. We, we get it. But let's work on maturity and emotionally healthy for the sake of the lost. Eternity. This could be God's last move. We don't want some spooky, warped doctrine, telltale, evil eye to be judged because they're hurting Jesus' name as a bad witness and hurting people. We don't want that. Part of the occult, psychic, spectral evidence, witch-watching doctrine and the practice which I've seen around America. And I wrote Ode to Whelp at the top of onlinefellowship.us. You can see the fruit of it in a local area, mega or micro. It's horrible. It is my opinion, after I've dealt with a lot of healthy Christians, a lot of other spirit-filled Christians that don't do this, that are happier Christians, not so whatever. Do you realize, this is my opinion, there is such a thing as a power of agreement, a healthy power of agreement. The Bible says, if you agree in prayer, if two of you or more agree, my Father shall do it. Well, if you get a group that is false teaching corrupt, and they are all in the back room agreeing and calling people witches and putting them on the witch list in their national network, which they do, and they're all agreeing in their own weird faith because they are prophets and they're really gifted in the spirit. Not that I can do It's just pretty bad. And they're back. This is a principle. If they're back there saying, you know, I, I read like spectral evidence. Google that. Massachusetts witch watching. Good old boy stuff from the old colonial days. Cotton Mather was one. Famous Cotton Mather. Alright, you can Google him. Alright. If you have a negative power of agreement, I heard, backbiter, I heard it was ruined about that he was a witch, that he's a, in sin, a, you know, that he's a cult, and they're all sitting back there, yeah, 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 salivating to, you know, because they are top superior egos and off. Then if they all agree and say, yes, let's put her on the list, let's put him on the list, let's blackball him, let's say they're Satan himself sitting in the pews. <laughs> what you're doing is a principal spiritual evil. You are calling you are calling Isaiah 520 the woe. You're bringing down a woe. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. You've never talked to them. You've never loved them. You've never respected them. You've never, 1 John 1, 7, if we walk in the light as he in the, in the light, we shall have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. That means you've got sins that are not cleansed because you have not walked in the light as he is in the light, and there's something in error. You need repentance from that sin, that mean spirit, that mean. So because there are a lot of problems to be solved. There are a lot of problems now to be solved. But you know what? All it is is about people getting off their high horse and their fancy pants and get on their knees and humble themselves. Stop accusing. Stop all this backbiting. Stop all this formula. Get real and get right with the Lord. I mean, we want to go in the sanctuary. The sanctuary is supposed to look like 
Isaiah 56, verse 7. The blessing, the commanded blessing on all those who take time out and carve time out to go honor God in a Sabbath day at the temple. Isaiah 56, verse 7. The it is written said, I will take you to my holy mountain. I'll make you joyful in my house of prayer. Your burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted at my altar, and my house will be called a house of prayer for all people. It won't be a cult. It won't be all one solid color. It won't be, listen, all the divorce rate will go down because people have their, you know, they'll teach relationship respect to the men and the women. It will not be all mammon-centric. It will not be Malachi 2, the warning to the priests about their money. It will not be Phariseeism, which accuses. It will not be legalism. It will not be lay legal. It won't be Eli Temple priesthood. Whoa, First Samuel, prior to Ichabod, Eli and the good old boys. Eli's and the boys will be boys network. So pardon me if I explain it, but I am training, and this these days you got to train them straight because they don't get it. They don't. They really don't want to because they're in their aura. They've gotten in their aura too many of these. But anyway, God is good. He's clean. He's fun. Hebrews one nine. Because Jesus hated iniquity, and he loved what was righteous. God anointed Jesus, the prophet, with the oil of joy and gladness above his fellows. Wow, how cool. How many prophets do you see looking joyful from across the room that are above the oil of joy and gladness like Jesus? That's what we want. God, that's what we all we've wanted is joyful prophets, joyful teachers, joyful pastors, joyful persons that are real Christians. And the way I'm putting this, reproving it, is you don't have to have a church to be the real deal. You don't have to go to church. Listen, what are you going to find in your, some of these churches? I'm not against churches at all. I go to a church. I like churches. But because I know how bad it is in real life, real life, I don't know who's over there, where you are, and what kind of environment you have to fellowship in, in your region. So I, that's why I'm saying it like this, all right? You got to hear God for yourself and you evaluate the criteria. Are they the friendly fire fellowship? Are they the real ones? Is Are you the problem or are they? So go by their fruit. Don't accuse people, ministers. Not at all. I'm for them. I have been for them all my life. I just didn't know that I'm a litmus test for the arch accuser that sees somebody, spies them with their gift, and charges them as evil. That is a huge, huge, huge crowd when they move in the gifts. It is bigger than I would have ever thought. Therefore, I cannot even hold back any longer for the sake of God. God loves you. He's nice to you. Be respectful on his behalf to everybody else. God bless you. Bye-bye. This is Tavo DRC signing off for now.